Welcome to Get Your Fix, a podcast bringing you insights and expertise in facilities management. Brought to you by Vixo, changing the way the world sees facilities management. Hey everyone, this is Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, coming at you from the Market Scale Home Studio. I'm joined today on the line by Tim O'Donnell. He's the general manager of Sign Lighting and Projects at Vixo. Tim, great to have you on. How are you doing today? Good, good, Daniel. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So today we're going to be chatting some of the pain points, challenges, opportunities, and future of the signage market as a whole. So we're going to be breaking down a lot, pulling from your career experience and some of the work that Vixo does. Let's go ahead and jump right in, starting with the pain points. Uh, Can you break down some of the most common challenges that you see today when it comes to signage and lighting? Why are they happening and why do they need to be addressed in the first place? Sure, sure. Well, you know, uh, of course, a biased state of view, but signs are the most important advertising product a business can have um, and oftentimes overlooked. And so when folks decide to open a business, uh, they'll design their logo, they'll work on their environment within the facility. If it's a restaurant, they'll work on the ambiance, but they'll oftentimes not think about the sign uh, until it's a little bit too late. And People won't find a business without a properly uh, sized, uh, colored, illuminated sign uh, so that they know what the business does. And so we are challenged many times with having to uh, design signs for folks that aren't ready to do so, get signs permitted, which is a process that takes time, and then, of course, get it manufactured and installed. So we try and educate our customers to think about signs early in the process Uh, realize that uh, it does take time to get things approved and built and then uh, plan accordingly. Mm. So uh, let's break down specifically some of the common challenges on the facilities side of of the signage installation process. Uh, Can you walk us through what those facility side common challenges are today? Sure, sure. Well, planning uh, early for a sign or any piece of equipment for that matter is important because we do have to have uh, power to the sign. We have to have proper structure. Uh, If the sign's mounted on a wall, we've got to have proper structure that'll support the weight. If it's a pylon sign that's going to be installed in a parking lot, uh, we have to plan for that, look for utilities uh, before we dig. So there's a lot of pre-planning that goes in place. And one of the things that uh, we try and do early on is, is put a project charter together and it traces the, the life of the project from the very beginning uh, when, when uh, the sign is designed and the site it starts to come to life until the very last step when the sign's installed and illuminated. So it's, it is a process, it needs to be planned. Um, and and you know, we, we, we work oftentimes with, with companies that do realize that, they plan for their signs early, especially if they're putting up large signs because there, there's oftentimes we have to file for a variance, go to the city council and get a larger sign approved or a taller sign approved so that it can be visible to the public. Hmm. What about on the construction and operations side of the process? Any of the most common challenges there that you can highlight for us? Sure. Um, you know, first of all, just plant capacity. Sure. People have to plan enough ahead, ahead of time enough so that uh, we can properly schedule it into the plant. Uh, we can get the product built, shipped. Signs are big, um, they're heavy. So the logistics of getting a sign from point A to point B, uh, getting it offloaded to the site and then installed, 
um, takes takes a lot of thought and a, a lot of process. And so we, you know, again, we try and plan that phase of the of the process to make sure there's ample time for the sign to be built, for it to be shipped and be put up. And then finally, what about on the RE side of the process? Any common challenges there you can highlight for us? Sure, sure. Uh, oftentimes there are. If if a, a tenant is going into a shopping center, for example, there will be landlord restrictions on what they can and can't do. And the earlier that we can get that information so that we can you know, evaluate it, analyze what they can have, and again, if we need to, help them challenge um, so that they can get the best uh, sign closest to their colors and, and logos that we can get, uh, the better off they'll be. All right, let's talk industry trends now. Uh, obviously, we're going to get to COVID here in a second, but excluding all the ways COVID has affected the market, what would you say was new and changing for the signage industry a few months ago, and how has that gotten us where we're at today? Sure. Uh, there's been a definite trend to move towards digital media, whether that be digital print or whether it be uh, digital electronic signs. And so you're seeing, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that the cost of manufacturing these products has dramatically uh, reduced over the past several years. And so you're seeing a lot more uh, digital wayfinding signs, digital informational signs, kiosks, those type of products uh, inside of businesses where they can, they can change and advertise and, and message as they need to. And the same with print media, um, digital printing and that method of printing has become uh, really popular and, and, you know, really reasonable for the end product that you can get. So I think the impact of uh, the digital age on the sign industry is, is here and is here to stay. I think the other big change, again, a little longer trend, uh, more than a few months, but certainly over the past, you know, several years, LED lighting has replaced um, most sign lighting you're going to find. So where neon was, was you know, a major uh, vehicle 50, 60, 70 years ago when the fluorescent lamps came into play and condescent bulbs came into play. But when LEDs came to the sign industry, they were a real game changer because they're much more durable, they last longer, they're brighter. And so we, we offer LED products to our customers uh, almost exclusively. It's very rare that anybody will build a sign now with another lighting source. Mm. Let's bring COVID-19 into the conversation now. How has this pandemic reaffirmed those trends you just broke down for us as important ones? Uh, and then also any new challenges COVID has presented uh, that have reshaped the industry. Yeah, sure. Well, as we all saw, uh, an awful lot of businesses moved to uh, takeout kind of service, uh, particularly restaurants and grocery. And so for those, for those businesses, extremely important that their signs were operational, that people knew they were open because, you know, if, if you remember driving around the streets, you know, three months ago, uh, and it looked like a ghost town. It was hard to know if a business was open or not. Signs became ever more important. Um, identification, uh, directional signs, wayfinding in the parking lot to get people to the takeout areas. And then on the on the inside, obviously, a, a lot of work around uh, distancing signage, uh, those types of things, face mask signage, floor decals. So we saw a lot of products emerge uh, really as a result of COVID and, and you know, 
I think a lot of it's here to stay. Mm. There were also a lot of uh, emerging technologies that were and are continuing to impact signage today. You briefly mentioned them, but uh, they are mostly impacting lighting output as well as energy efficiency. Can you walk us through some of those technologies and what the impacts have been on signage opportunities? We've been talking a lot about the challenges. What doors have those uh, tech improvements open for the industry? Sure, sure. Well, you know, the, the cost of building signs um, really in, in today's dollars has, has gone down over the years because of automation. So, you know, a lot of the products we sell now are, are automated processes, automated metal benders, automated forming machines, uh, automated spray booths. So lots of technology around actually building the product, but around the energy savings, uh, you know, LEDs um, reportedly and, and, and probably accurately reduce uh, energy consumption in signs by about 80%. So when you look at, you know, signs as a standalone product, they may not be the, the biggest consumer of energy. But when you look at a parking lot that might have 20 or 30 fixtures, uh, they have uh, high voltage bulbs in them being replaced with low voltage LED, longer lasting eight to 10 year lifetime for some of these products. Uh, they just had a huge impact on, on, the, uh, on both energy savings, on the actual lighting and the, and the end result in the in the parking lots is brighter, um, so it's it's had a real impact on on uh, those products. Mm. Uh, do you mind expanding on some of the different industries that uh, are benefiting most from these emerging technologies? You mentioned retail. Are you seeing the same for um, any airport installations, uh, any food and beverage, potentially quick serve restaurants and their drive through boards? Uh, things like that. Any more examples I think would be great for all. Yeah. Audience. Yep. Yes to, yes to all those things. Um, we're definitely seeing it in exterior lighting applications, uh, street lighting, as you mentioned, airport lighting, large parking lots, any of those kind of uh, common areas where a lot of lighting is required. Uh, restaurants, for sure, uh, it's cleaner, it's brighter. Uh, we're seeing a lot of installations, again, internally and externally. Menu boards uh, have been digitized. Uh, ordering systems are, are confirming your order now. When you go through the drive-through, it confirms your order. You can see what you ordered to know that it's right. So again, a lot of that technology has made, made a big difference in how these businesses operate and how much more efficient they are. So let's wrap everything together then. Can you go through some of the best uh, practices, the main best practices that you see for maneuvering these issues and fresh challenges for signage today? Yeah, well, it, for us, it always goes back to planning. Um, we think the best practices are around a, a good plan of implementation. Uh, we have uh, seasoned project managers that, that know these processes and it's really um, engaging with the customer and then uh, working with the customer as a partner so that everybody comes up with the great, the great result we want at the end of the end of the project. Um, we're seeing more challenges from the standpoint of restrictive sign codes. And so again, getting ahead of these issues, planning early so that we, we can get the best result for our client is really important because there, there's a lot of forces that would like to see signs reduced, that would like to see lighting and ambient lighting minimized. 
And so um, we need to, you know, we need to plan for those things as an industry. We need to fight for those things. Our, our national association does just that. Uh, but educating our clients so that they can be a part of that process is really, really important. How would a facilities manager or business owner strategically implement those strategies you broke down? Uh, you know, where do you start to better understand the field? Uh, you know, what sort of uh, mechanisms you're going to be working against within the industry to uh, improve your ambient lighting, whether that is uh, municipalities or other companies or partners, et cetera, et cetera. Where do you start strategically? Sure, sure. I think I think you have to uh, you have to partner with a company that spends every single day in that arena. Um, we we have a lot of data that we collect around city ordinances, around uh, municipalities that are changing their sign codes. Uh, they're just trying to restrict signage or restrict lighting, and so we keep our eye open for those things. And really, a lot of that is for uh, for the benefit of our existing clients. We have several, many, many ongoing relationships with clients over several years. So they trust us to do that research. They trust us to uh, properly uh, identify a site. They give us the information early and they ask us to do all of our research. Um, and and even, even prior to purchasing the site at times uh, because they don't wanna purchase a site if it can't be properly identified. So th that education process really is over a period of time working as a partner so that they understand where the triggers are when they have to notify us that, hey, we're looking at a site in this location and, you know, what can we do? What's, what's the good and what's the bad? All right. And then from there, how do you begin to develop that relationship with a signage partner? Um, you know, obviously, we'll close out this program with... Uh, how they can get directly in touch with Vixo, but what are some of the things that a Vixo would even need to know to better understand the issues that a facilities uh, manager or a business owner has with their signage and their lighting? You know, how do you begin to develop and actually make that relationship uh, with a Vixo, a B2B partner in this space, a productive one, a proactive sure. one as well? Yep. Well, I mean, we'll start with a conversation and an understanding of what their goals are for the site. But the one of the key um, pieces of the puzzle for us is a site survey. Uh, our industry and, and, and our company, of course, is highly dependent on accurate survey information. So we send personnel to the field to evaluate the site. Uh, they'll walk the property. They'll figure out what needs to be done from a signage standpoint, uh, if there's lighting involved or parking lot lighting, we'll address that as well. And then we start our code research and we'll, we'll begin to understand what the city will allow um, and what they won't and, and what the odds of, um, of uh, getting a variance approved if we need one. We start to put that package together and it becomes the design package and the drawing package. And then we create the product that they're ultimately gonna wanna put up on the building and then we start the permit process. We basically, we go to the city, we submit all the package and get the approvals. If we have to, we go and fight for the variance so that we get all of that approved in advance. Um, and they, they, then, they then don't have the worry of not, not being able to put up the signs that they want. So it's, it's, a, it's a constant process. 
Um, and I think a lot of companies neglect that part of the process. For us, it's very important. Uh, we make sure we follow that protocol every time. All right. I think that does it for our conversation today. Any other final points that you want to leave our audience with, Tim, before we wrap up? No, I, I think it's just, uh, you know, pay attention to your signage. Uh, we find that in our business, uh, part of Vixo's business, it deals with 100 days of summer because that's when HVAC fails and we get a lot of business during that time of year. Right. For the sign and lighting side, it's 100 days of winter because people don't notice their signs aren't working until daylight savings. It gets dark earlier and all of a sudden they realize their sign's been out. So uh, pay attention to your signage, uh, take care of it, make sure it's clean. It's, your, it's, it's, it's the opening to the front of your business. So uh, you wanna have proper signage and make sure it looks great. All right, Tim O'Donnell, thank you so much for joining us. Again, we've been chatting with Tim O'Donnell, General Manager of Sign, Lighting and Projects at Vixo. Tim, really great getting to chat with you today. And if folks wanna learn a little bit more about Vixo's offerings with signs and lighting and potentially get in touch with you directly or with your team, how can they do so? Sure, uh, we'd love for you to visit our website, vixo.com. Click on the Science and Lighting link. You'll find out more information about our company and how you can reach us directly. Perfect. All right, Tim O'Donnell, thanks again for your time. Thank you. Thank you.